As the year comes to a close and many of us enter the holiday season, the Women Who Code podcast will be taking a short hiatus. We've been so excited to bring you new episodes weekly since the big relaunch in September, and we'll be right back at it after the new year. But for now, enjoy some clips from seasons new and old as we celebrate women in technology and the incredible things they are accomplishing. Find your people and your network where you can bounce ideas off of in a space of like openness and trust um, and try to make that network as diverse as possible. So if you can have um, friends in that network across different industries, um, that's even better. So you get different perspectives. Um, I've been really lucky to have a great group of peers that um, are in the financial industry and the manufacturing industry um, and also in the tech industry um, that that can give me good advice um, and help me move forward and, and have uh, very different um, perspectives to bring to the table that I can then work on um, taking the, the gems out of the different perspectives and, and building my own approach. So, so that's, a, that's a big one for me. Um, if I'm thinking about other tips specific to um, the workforce and women, I would say this is one uh, related to interview style. Uh-huh. Uh, so w- this is something that I have found and maybe it's not the same everywhere, um, but I would say that I find that when I'm interviewing women or giving coaching to women, as they're going through interviews, especially um, if they're uh, mothers, but not always, um, having don't shift focus in your interview to questions about work-life balance and questions about how am I going to be able to achieve this while I have my, my children. Um, mm-hmm. Focus on what are you going to bring to the table? Um, how is it that you're going to be awesome and rock this job? Um, because what I find is men typically don't take time away from their interview to ask those questions. And so what you're doing is you're sort of handicapping yourself a little bit in that interview, because this is your moment to market yourself. Um, So the time for that question is either before, as you're doing a little digging, um, surreptitious digging about this job and and the culture and the climate of that group, um, or after when you've sealed the deal and you've got the offer and then have a good position to, uh, to ask those questions then. You have to have that control where you're asking for that feedback. And you know when there's moments where you're like, hmm, that could have been better. Let me ask someone I trust and get that feedback. And ask several people because it's data, right? It's information. It doesn't mean that person's opinion is the right opinion. It's a perspective. So, and feedback's a gift. You could take it or leave it, right? But definitely ask for it and ask from, um, from many, many people because that, that is a sign of growth. So that's, that's one thing. Uh, a second thing is, you know, I think about early in career, we didn't have sponsorships and mentorships, but I had them, but I didn't know that's what we called them. But I would be really, really focused and intentional on getting those support groups and, you know, events like Women Who Code, be part of communities, start talking to people, don't don't put it all on yourself, get advice. And so you can 
get there a lot faster where, where you want, and maybe you're working on a problem. And I have a board of mentors. I don't have like one mentor and also be asking somebody to be your mentor is like a commitment for a long time. You have a coffee chat, like, Hey, I see that you're doing this really well. Can I grab 15 minutes of your time, 30 minutes of, of your time to just have a conversation and get your advice. And it's always great to bring a problem together that you want to solve on. And, and that is uh, what I find has been super helpful because it, you know, you know, so when someone says, do I want to be your mentor? That, that can seem like, oh my gosh, that's going to be a lot of time, but a 15 minute chat, 30 minute, you know, coffee or whatever, that's not going to be, um, a big, a big ask. One it's, it's starting to become unavoidable, um, that there are systems, social systems that are now reliant on the internet to exist. So purely from the matter of accessibility, if you have a social system that relies on a technology, then it is incredibly critical. It is a it is ethically, socially pick pick all of your lees um, necessary that everybody has access to it. So, what does that mean? Investments in broadband, you know, free Wi-Fi. Uh, in our capitalist society, we scoff at things like that. Uh, if you want it, you pay for it, right? But when we make society itself dependent on a technology, then we have to enable that technology. Um, but then you have to then you have to balance that with privacy, right? Uh, you know, there's um, lots of lawsuits about how am I being tracked? If we give if if the government gives everybody a cell phone, if you don't have it, you know, what's the government doing with that data? And so this goes back to this idea of the checks and balances with technology being so critical, not just because of technology itself and not letting a company get too powerful, but also as uh, an industry that itself has checks and balances, it needs to somehow create checks and balances with the government. And no, nobody's gonna like that, right? It's not that the open source and, and business interests in high tech are always hand in hand and happy and singing kumbaya, quite, quite the opposite. So that, that sort of tension of, we're keeping eyes on each other has to also be a part of that conversation. You know, I mentioned at that at the job at the startup, I made friends. I'll have life. They were my colleagues in the engineering team. They just literally didn't have time to help me. So if you're, I guess my advice is if you're lucky enough to, how do I say it? to pick, and pick the workplace you're in. If you feel like you need more support, ask for it. And that's a luxury, a huge luxury. And I'm lucky to have had it, but don't feel like you have to be, you know, like, what's that stupid term, 10X? Yeah. don't feel like you have to be some gun working 25 hours a day web developer find your niche because now I know I'm very good at my job and I'm contributing um god that means everything to me skills is your currency it doesn't matter what school you went to or if you went to you know, a boot camp or some academy to learn your skills, your skills are what matter. And actually, if I think about my journey and the skills I have, what I learned in college is very different than what I do today. So you're constantly learning. So a skills path is something that we launched where we partner with companies 
and say, let's take an assessment where we assess job seekers on their skills and we will fast track them to an interview at your company because they showcased your skills. And then they go through their standard interview process and then they'll be able to get the job. So really changing the narrative that's focused on skills rather than just your background or, or who you know, right? It's, it's really about what you know and, and, and focusing on, on that. The power of delegation. That was something I've learned as a manager that especially when you come from an IC role, you are a doer, right? You're down. And then to become a really good manager, you really have to learn to delegate and just empower your team. And it's just, it's scary as hell at the beginning, but it's super powerful once you do it. And you really get rewarded when you see your team succeeding. In again, this is coming from my experience uh, itself, uh, because I know, and uh, you will, Madri, you will also agree to it that as we as we progress in our life journey as well as in our career, we do get get through various phases of our life, and all those turns and leaps and bounds, uh, our priorities keeps on changing. So, uh, uh, just a small message to to our audience today is, uh, you know, be passionate about whatever you are doing. Uh, irrespective where, I mean, be it at home or uh, for your organization, be passionate about your work. Start learning how to do multitasking because it will really help you to, you know, uh, do the things, uh, uh, you know, smartly. And it will also help you to save your time. Be very organized. Uh, be very focused when it comes to your career goal and all. When it comes to your career goal and, you know, uh, the end, end milestones, what you really wanted to achieve. Uh, do not uh, shy away from asking for the help whenever you need. That's that's an important one because you can't be a superwoman everywhere. At some point, you have to let go the things. And, but at some point, in some of the areas, you need to be, you need to understand that very, very, very smartly and very intelligently that what are the areas I can't really, uh, I can't really compromise. What are the areas I can just let go? So that's, that's prioritization and being organized is very important. Easily your calendar can just, everybody wants your time. Everybody wants your time. And the more you take off your plate, the more it's, you know, you're going to allow to be put on. So you're in charge of your life and you have to make the value. So I will tell people, no, I can't, I, but I could do it this time, or guess what? I won't be able to meet with you in a week and a half if it's some other thing that's not time, you know, pressing for time. I have to set those boundaries. So I think it's hard for us to do that earlier on, I believe, and even more so in our career, because you're like, hey, I'm trying to get the cred. I'm trying to work really hard. I need to do all these things. Like, can I set these boundaries right away? Yes, you're human and you need to create these mental health balances for yourself or guess what you're going to suffer in the end and you're going to make you know not some great choices and you're going to be honestly exhausted and you're not going to perform your best so creating those boundaries are, are so important so I try and I'm always iterating because uh, my kids are changing I'm changing the needs of <laughs> around me are changing so I'm always iterating and a b testing just like you do software I may be testing myself okay that that worked last year it's not going to work this year so always changing I like to, you know, every time I talk to a mother, uh, it's just, you know, it's important to find the company that supports you. And if it's not supporting you, you know, it's not your problem. It's just that it's not a good fit and you need to find that place. And through, and through your, you know, 
the same way as you through your career you develop different skills and you have different needs the same thing as a mother right so it's very important to just be aligned so that you are happy in both roles are both very important we spend a lot of time in our in our work so we want to be you know feel accomplished but it's also important you know to come home and feel you know happy and be a, a happy parent too i guess one last piece of advice I would leave you with is um, as you're thinking about places that you want to go in your career, um, the importance of a, a culture of the organization of openness and trust. And I mentioned that as part of your network. Um, but if you can find places where you feel really comfortable to be open um, and to have a trusting environment that will foster the innovation um, and spark the creativity that will make it a great journey for you. Um, so, so keep an eye out for that. I, I will tell you what I, I tell many people, which is when you're just getting started and you're doing the boot camp, um, figure out your networking strategy. Being in tech is like in any other industry, who you know is can be as helpful as what you know, uh, which is one of the things I love about women who code, to be frank, and why I have, I have uh, been, been part of this community for so long, because as a networking opportunity, it is enormous. Um, there are others as well, and who says you have to pick one, right? Um, and then the other one, the one that can be tougher, is getting that getting that experience and coming back around to the thing I love so much about tech, the balance of power and open source versus commercial. If you can't get the job right away, find an open source project to work on. Um, there are thousands of them. Um, make sure it has a code of conduct. Make sure that ideally that it belongs to a foundation so that there would be enforcement. You know, don't don't join a, a project where you're just going to get picked on. Um, but it is a very valid way of building up a, a, a portfolio that companies look at. You know, if someone puts their GitHub repo or their GitLab repo, you know, on their resume, I will look at it as well most hiring managers. So it is a way to build experience without, even if you don't get that first job right away, right? And that's the way that, again, the way that the industry works, the way that technology works is it enables us in ways that aren't unusual. Imagine trying to get an open source job in manufacturing. Well, these days with makerspaces, it's a little easier, but still expensive because it's materials. Um, but you can pay for a compute resources on a cloud vendor by the second, which you know could be pennies a day. Um, and so there's nothing that should inhibit you from growing yourself, growing your CV portfolio. Um, and then while you're doing that, you know, Make sure you're in your local Women Who Code network or whatever the convenient uh, uh, communities are around you and start meeting people. And that's the only way to make it work. Thanks for taking this trip down memory lane with inspirational words from some of the amazing women in tech that have been on our podcast. For now, we suggest using this break to catch up on all the old episodes or re-listen to some of your favorites. We'll see you again at the top of the year with new weekly releases starting the first week of January. Thanks again for listening and remember to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast platform.